0: Today's dentistry for the last 26 years, that's how special they are. Let's talk about sports. Butler, terrific last night, beating Xavier at Hinkle House, 66-61. Kamar Baldwin, sweet down the stretch. The Butler Bulldogs go as Sean McDermott goes. He had 14-6 and six last night. Uh, you want to know something odd? This is interesting. Statistical anomalies kind of fascinate me, okay? And last night, here is a uh, statistical anomaly. Xavier and Butler had the exact same amount of rebounds, assists, steals, turnovers, and fouls. How about that? But Butler had an advantage in the statistic that counted, and that's points. Good for the Butler Bulldogs. They've got Georgetown at Hinkle this Saturday and uh that game at two thirty on Fox. That should be a hell of a game. The Big East is tough. Georgetown's gonna be tough. If if Butler <clears throat> right now they're seven and five in the Big East, if they can beat the teams that they're supposed to at home, DePaul, Georgetown, and in St. John's, they go ten and eight in the Big East and they get a nice seed in the NCAA tournament, probably a five or a six seed. That'd be a terrific bounce back season for Laval Jordan and the Butler Bulldogs. Pacers last night, really good. Who saw that coming? They're playing against the Milwaukee Bucks, and I know the Bucks didn't have Anta but still, you know what? Bucks are really, really good, with or without Antetokounmpo. Last night, Pacers got over on them, 118, 111. They led by as many, I think it's 25, uh, minus the third quarter where the Pacers were outscored. they played outstanding basketball. Brogdon was really, really good down the stretch. Uh, Sabonis was good, but the star of the night was T.J. Warren. T.J. Warren hit 16 of 19 field goal attempts, scored 35 points. Here's the important part of this, and I've told you about this for weeks. In fact, more than weeks. This goes back to last year before Oladipo got hurt. When Oladipo shoots less then one takes less than one field goal attempt per two minutes of game action. The Pacers win at an 84% clip. That's over the course of his entire stretch with the Pacers, not just since he came back from the uh, from the injury. When he shoots more than once every two minutes, the Pacers they they are about 50-50. In fact, almost exactly 50-50 to win. So it's 84% when he shoots less than once per two minutes against 50% when he shoots more than that. Victor Oladipo says, hey, don't overthink basketball. You don't have to overthink to shoot just a little bit less and put your team in a position to win. He's not that kind of guy. He's not, boys, climb on my back. I'm going to carry you to a W. That's not Victor Oladipo. When Oladipo is part of what goes on, instead of the focus of what goes on, he's really, really good, and the Pacers are really, really good. Vic, seven shots last night in 29 minutes. Good for him. Tonight, 8 o'clock at Simon Scott Assembly Hall, Indiana, I think, is playing for its basketball soul and, and playing for its season. And if it doesn't show some soul... They got no chance to win. Uh, incredibly, Indiana's favored in this game. Like last night with the Pacers and the Bucks, right? That was kind of confounding. The Bucks were only a point-and-a-half favorite, and, and I thought, my God, seems like a gift from the Vegas gods. Well, it wasn't because the Pacers showed up, they played exceptionally well, and they got the win outright. Tonight, the uh, the Hoosiers are a point-and-a-half favorite. And you look at it and you say, "What the hell's going on here?" They've lost their last four games. They've lost their last three by an average of 12 points and no less than nine points. Who is setting these uh, these the the points? Who who's doing this? Who thinks that Indiana is going to win this game? Nobody in their right mind, right? Well, last night, kind of the same deal with the Bucks and the Pacers. Maybe they know something. We hope that they know something. Because IU needs a, it needs a W in the worst way. Indiana's got to win this game. If they don't, they fall to 5-8 and eight in the Big Ten. And 5-8 and eight is not going to get you to 10-10. Ten and ten. It's just not. Not with the schedule that Indiana's got. They've got uh, three home games left after tonight. Wisconsin and Minnesota, they can beat. Penn State, that's going to be a little bit tough. Getting from five wins to ten wins... With, with, uh, with three home games left, that is gonna be, it's going to be difficult as it is. But if you don't win tonight, you have no opportunity whatsoever to get this done. And Iowa is no picnic, no walk in the park. Luca Garza is really, really good. National Player of the Year candidate, certainly. Um, you, you've got guys who can flat-out shoot, like Frederick is a terrific shooter like a, a 45% three-point shooter. Weisskamp is really, really good. And as you look at that Iowa team and you look at the break now, they've only won once on the road in Big Ten play. They beat Northwestern on the road, so that barely counts. But you look at them statistically, and, and it must be on defense because Garza scores on the road. Frederick scores on the road. Weisskamp does what he does, scoring a little bit, dishing a little bit, rebounding a little bit. He does that on the road as well as he does at home. So tonight, Indiana is going to have to find its soul. And, you know, I listened to the uh, the media availability from yesterday, and uh, Archie Miller, uh, Armand Franklin, um, Al Durham all spoke to the media. And so here's the deal. Uh, Armand Franklin says... You know what, it's really tough for a freshman to get up and be vocal. You know what, it's really tough for anybody to do it, if, if you're not wired to do it, if you're not that kind of guy. you got to get out of your comfort zone. That's what college is all about. Armand, get over it. This team needs a leader. Why not you? Stand up, demand stuff. Anybody that doesn't like it, they can get the hell out. Indiana needs somebody to stand up and hold people accountable and demand excellence. And if not you, then who? Because Indiana right now is playing disconnected basketball on both ends. they got to find a way to connect. If they do that, they can beat Iowa. If they don't do that, they can't beat anybody left on their schedule. Indiana basketball deserves better from Indiana basketball than it's getting from Indiana basketball. You didn't come to Bloomington to to watch other guys screw stuff up. So stand up, demand better, let's go. That starts tonight, 8 o'clock, Simon Scott Assembly Hall against Iowa. What a beautiful morning, right? It's just absolutely gorgeous. You know, snow's a pain in the ass, but it sure is pretty. Uh, The Cubs, they signed Jason uh, uh, Kipnis yesterday to a minor league deal. Kipnis, of course, two-time All-Star second baseman for the Indians. He's 32 years old, he's got injury issues, all of this stuff. Uh, the Cubs really don't know what, they're, what the hell they're doing at second base. Uh, you, you've got Nico Horner, you've got Daniel Descalso, whose name is being bandied about as a potential starting second baseman. Man, I'm telling you, if Descalso starts at second for you, you got a problem. You are not going to win more than you lose. That, that is a given. You got to figure that out. You don't know who the, the fifth starter is. You don't know who the starting center fielder is. You don't know who the starting second baseman is. The Cubs, a little bit wobbly. I liked what Kyle Schwarber had to say yesterday about leadership and about David Ross holding guys accountable. Rizzo too, that's what's got to happen. It's got to get a little bit uncomfortable in order for this team to become disciplined again. Uh, The Carmel girls uh, swim and diving team, they're going to go for their 34th consecutive state championship beginning tomorrow at the Natatorium. They are fascinating. The, the culture of excellence that Carmel has built within that program is phenomenal. They are really fun to watch AR machines, man. I don't know what it is. I don't know what they got in Carmel. I know they get some people coming in from all over the place to swim there. Once you have success, people want to be part of the success, that's part of what makes Carmel really successful, all right? They are a magnet for really, really good swimmers and divers. But uh, boy, oh boy, are they really, really, really good and and fun to watch. It, it's not a well-attended event, other than like parents and friends. I cannot recommend it highly enough. There is almost constant action at the natatorium during the swimming and diving uh, high school state championships. So get out there and watch Carmel do the unprecedented and, and that's win a 34th consecutive state championship. Let's celebrate some birthdays today. The great Terry Stacy celebrating a birthday. How's it? What's it feel like to be, to be uh, that much older than me, Ter? Um, John Kramer, happy birthday, Dan Heath, happy birthday, Charles Keen, happy birthday, the great Howard Opperman, happy birthday, Dale Hansen, Jason Lancer, happy birthday, the great Kathy Moore, uh, Dean Payton, Angeline Hickey, Angelina Hickey, Ed Bryan, Doc Madden, Ed Forbes, Doug England, and Will Hildebrand. Happy birthday. If today's your birthday, celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, celebrate somebody else. That's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Today, sports and other, but sports, we're going to preview IU Iowa. This is nut-cutting time. This is when it either comes together or it falls apart. That's what Indiana has on the line tonight as it takes on Iowa. Iowa, like I said, one win on the road in Big Ten play at Northwestern. This is a game that Indiana can go get, but if I were an investor and the line is Indiana favored by a point and a half, I ain't betting on Indiana, brother. I am not an investor, and it's a good thing because I lost my ass last night betting against the Pacers. not betting against Indiana tonight, uh, but I'm not saying that (laughs) you either should or shouldn't. It's going to be a hell of a game and a lot of fun. We're going to enjoy an absolutely gorgeous morning here in uh, central Indiana. Pretty when this happens. Reminds me of of living in western Michigan, right? I spent a little bit of time when I was a kid in Spring Lake, Michigan, on the uh, western shore just north of Grand Haven. It looked like this literally the entire winter. It was fantastic. We'll talk to you at 3 o'clock. Sports, nothing but sports.